And now, prepare your ear holes for penetration as we bring you another great podcast from the Poop Culture Extended Universe. I would put it I'm on sorry. a bud. You could put the pickles. You could put the pickles in there. And the pickles. You could put the pickles in there. You could put the pickles in there. Come on. Pickle chicken sandwich. Take it away, John Friggin Smith. Welcome to the rabbit hole. How did we end up on that rabbit hole? Where all you knew is wrong. And rules are just suggestions. Made up as we go along. And who knows what you'll find here. Maybe heaven or your worst fears. Whatever it may be. It's yours to keep forever. Just in time, you've entered a rabbit hole. Please go down further. Where there's philosophy hidden within stupidity. My nipples are sweating. (laughs) What are they doing to that chicken? (laughs) They're punching holes in it. You know, I want to teabag Hank Azaria. He can make weird noises. You're fucking weird. You guys are horrible. Bunion rings? Like, I, I wouldn't eat those. What the fuck? Hey. Even if it was Paul Bunyan themed, like, you know Anyone? what I mean? Like, flannel onion rings or something like that. Yeah, like, yeah, I had a heart attack. Fuck you. It's a sun shiny day. Yeah. <laughs> Fat people need love, too. This week's episode is sponsored by Studio. Head to studio.com and check out the Regent Bluetooth headphones. With their sleek design, great sound quality and even an auxiliary cord, the Regent is a great companion at home or on the go. Use the promo code, just in time, for 15% off your order. Why, hello there. <laughs> That's such a, that sounded so fruity, I'm sorry. But yeah, welcome back to another, just, just welcome back, honestly, or welcome for your first time, whatever, whichever it is. Thank you for joining me. Yes, it's just me this time. Only, well, boom, huh? Well, not for much longer. Not much longer at all. We we're getting too close. But, uh, yeah. DJ Van Nielsen here, or Millie Van Nielsen, Finding Needle, what, whatever the fuck you're gonna call it. I do, I am here, one of the J&T beggars. Yes, I'm alone, but not lonely. Wait, that sound, I don't know, I don't know what the fuck that meant. That sounded so corny. Let's just, let's just get into some shit, huh? Well, first off, thanks John freaking Smith. God damn it. Thank you, John freaking Smith. You've done so much for the damn show. It's, it's, well, I was going to say it's immeasurable, but it's, it, there's quite a bit of fucking, there's probably a couple of gigs worth of shit that John freaking Smith has done for us. So, yeah, we thank him from the bottom of our hearts. You've heard yours to keep at the beginning. Hear it without us and hear it in its entirety by purchasing the purchasing it at uh, on iTunes or at johnfreakinsmith.com. Get uh, get the album Songs of the Great Collapse. It's a very good fucking album, honestly. I've been saying it. Go get it. Get it. Show some fucking love. Yeah. And enjoy the motherfucking music, too. It's great fucking music. So, yeah. Getting into fucking... Well, hell, what the fuck am I smoking on today? Got, uh, got a couple times I went, damn it, this, this shop, they keep getting some of these good ones that I like. They're, they got the, I got the uh, Tatooine Dream again, and I got this here Bubble Yum, which are both pretty 
Gosh darn stony, both sativas. I always forget to mention whether the sativa or indica hybrid, they're pretty much always sativas with me. Rookie usually gets fucking indicas. I used to be real heavy on the indicas, but then I started realizing I was... Fuck, it was slowing me down a little bit at times, or not so much slowing me down, but... I don't know, it makes it too easy to fall asleep. Of course, so does this if you smoke enough of it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Um... Yeah, you heard the voicemail from Corn last week. I was trying to get Rookie to call too, but he was being a bishas. Or his phone may have been off, honestly. I don't, I'm not sure. It's hard to tell. But, uh, let's see. Um, what's it? Uh, not uh, just a few days ago or something, or like a week ago or something like that. Uh, who was it? Uh, Poop Culture's own, um, Rick Man Crush actually posted a link in our group chat or whatever that, uh, that uh, it was a YouTube video actually of, uh, Macaulay Culkin being interviewed by jimmy fallon now i remember a bunch of months ago we had mentioned that pictures had surfaced of macaulay looking like a well looking like a normal human being and not like a serial killer <laughs> you know the you know, you know hair was cut looked all clean and proper and whatnot looked exactly how you pictured uh macaulay culkin looking as an adult just like you know what i mean just a little bit older that's it and uh yeah this interview with jimmy fallon that he did he Looked, it was the same thing. Looked, looked and acted just like you thought Macaulay Culkin would be as an adult. A little quirky, a little funny. Still, like he looked like just grown up. Like I, by the end of the interview, I honestly look it up on YouTube. Just type in Jimmy Fallon, Macaulay Culkin. You'll fucking, you'll enjoy it. If you're, if you grew up in the '90s like I did, especially growing up and you know what I mean, kind of almost envying that motherfucker because he got to, you know what I mean. Got the Home Alone and shit. It, everybody always brings up Home Alone. But, you know, he did do quite a bit of other shit, too. You know, My Girl, fucking... Was that The Good Son? Richie Rich was actually one of my favorite movies as a kid. Yeah. I still hate rich kids, but... <laughs> but, you know, there's no denying that rich kids always end up getting the cool shit. Of course. But, uh, yeah, like, by the end of this interview, I was waiting for Richie Richie... Or Richie Rich, too, you know? Just like, okay, I'm fucking down for that down for that richie rich inheritance or some sh some weird shit i don't care i don't care what kind of cheesy story they put behind that i'd be cool with it just to just to kind of reboot some of his old shit i still say i want to see them uh try to merge like they always talk about uh him being like jigsaw and shit but let, let's do it another weird way let's take that booby trapping from home alone put him as a grown-up throw him into the fucking purge some people accidentally stumble onto his property trip over some marbles yeah, see Macaulay walking down. That's when he'd have to grow the long hair back, cause then he'd look extra crazy. Keep the change. Sorry. <laughs> well, speak. Sorry. Uh, fucking smoking and having some coffee. It's actually a nice, uh, nice AM recording. It's very rare that we do anything like that, but yeah, nice AM recording we're going with here. And uh, yeah. So speaking of like things coming back and reboots and whatnot. I've got another, well, John Friggin' Smith, tell, tell him what we got. Late reviews with the boys from Just In Time. Yes. Hey, yeah, I don't, get to, I, don't, I don't get to bust that one out as often, but yeah, thank you, John Friggin' Smith, for that late review intro. It's fucking beautiful. I love the rockiness. I did, hell, I, 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 you've heard that little, you've heard me sneak that little, some movies suck in there. 
Yeah, I can't help it. But uh, yeah, this one, this is a late review just for, just for nostalgia. Like I said before, uh, Mr. Smith came and told you what we were going to be getting into or what segment this was. Uh, I said something about uh, bringing something back or kind of rebooting or whatever. Uh, late review for this one is going to be for the vacation movie. I, shut the fuck up. I know it's probably fuck. It's cheesy as fuck. I don't give a shit. I know. But so were all the other fucking vacation movies and we all fucking loved them. I think, uh, I think for me it's a bit of a toss up between the first one and Christmas Vacation. I really enjoyed those. Although, I think the only one I actually got to see in theaters was Vegas Vacation, which still I didn't hate. But yeah. We've got this new, we got this, uh, newer version or whatever with, uh, Ed Helms taking the helm. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He, he takes, takes the Ed Helm for, uh, as Rusty Griswold with, uh, the lovely Christina Applegate playing his wife. I don't even remember the wife's name. I'm not going to lie. But, but, um, first off, Christina Applegate is, she still got it. I'm, I'm putting it in the, the, the name of that segment is going to be fucking the ain't dead yet. We, we tend to circle everything around weird shit like death and shit. The ain't dead yet segment. It'll be coming back. It'll be coming when the boys get back. But yeah, that'll be for probably will be like celebrities at least 40 or older. The ones that, you know, that Hollywood tries to count out at first. Like, uh, they're not as hot anymore. But some of these motherfuckers still got it. Christina Applegate, I don't even know if she's 40 because she, she's like ageless to me. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, she's getting older, but she's still fucking hot. Oh, yeah. I still was seeing Kelly, but she got to do a little Kelly Bundiness a little bit too. It seemed like, or at least there was, it almost seemed like, uh, there was a part where they're at her old college and they're talking about her. Oh, Debbie. That was her name. I only remember that because they called her Debbie Do Anything. But, uh, yeah, she, um, that, uh, when they were talking about that, like her past and shit, all I kept thinking was Kelly Bundy. You know what I mean? Her character pretty much was like how they were describing this, <laughs> except for the college part. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Um, I'm not gonna lie, the, the, the story was pretty much what you were would expect a vacation movie not starring Chevy Chase to be kind of an attempt at bring capturing you know some of that uh, that old quirkiness. But the big twist on this one was that it wasn't. I don't think it was quite as kid friendly to me. It, it, like uh, the other vacation movies, they yes they had adult humor, but it was more subtle. That's I think that's what a lot of these uh, these older people get a little angry about too is that the the we have to go straight for the raunch in order to get comedy nowadays but that's because all the cheesy little romps like that the little campy fucking family friendly romps and shit like that it's all been done how many fucking different times have you seen a guy step on a rake and it fucking the handle comes flying up and smacks him in the face fucking hey you don't even want to do that shit anymore you don't need to do that shit so yeah occasionally you got to throw in some darker more edgy or you know more raunchy humor to try to spice up the funny and because honestly when i look back though too uh i remember christmas vacation my favorite part was when fucking clark just loses it at the end when he you know what i mean is he, he does not getting his bonus and all that shit and he just fucking goes off on his boss and shit cusses everybody out yeah that was the best that was one of my favorite parts so realistically can't be too surprised that they would go 
more that direction with trying to remake that movie or remake something like it nowadays. Um, sorry, this is actually some good weed here, but uh, yeah. So um, the kids, let's let's talk about the kids. I don't remember either of the kids' characters' names. Don't know who the actors were. Although the the younger, it was two boys instead of a boy and a girl, which. They even, they even laughingly talked about, you know, I mean, the original vacation had a boy and a girl. So there was definitely, uh, they knew what they were doing, basically. Like, uh, not so much like, oh, this guy knows what he's doing, but like, you knew what you were up to. You knew what you were doing was wrong, and you did it anyway. Ah, fuck it, do it. The, the youngest kid, though, I had seen on that, uh, I've, I've referenced this movie too many times, the fucking Haunted House too, with, uh, Marlon Wayans, yeah. I remember uh, that kid was on there, and he, that kid's pretty much uh, that every generation has to have a cursing kid. I want to have a battle of that eventually, too, of the, the battle of the cursing kids, because there seems to always be a couple that are, you know what I mean, that their parents are just like, yeah, go cuss up a storm and make us millions, honey. Boop, 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 bye-bye. Now, it used to be more subtle, I guess, kind of, too. Like, uh, I'm thinking of, like, the, the Sprouse Boys or whatever, uh, Cole and Dylan, I think their names are. Uh, fucking Zach and Cody, but fuck them. But uh, remember on, uh, what was that, Big Daddy? There's, uh, you know, there were a couple parts there where the kid character had to cut, you know, I want my own ass. It was funny. But now, uh, who was that? Bobby J something, I want to say his name was. That little black kid from Role Models took the cake for a minute there. And then he got too old and it wasn't cute anymore. It was just like, you're just another cussing black guy. Get out of here. <laughs> so now they got this little bowl cut fucker. From, uh, yeah, like I said, from Haunted House too. He's on this vacation movie. And he's just, it, I did like that dynamic of the little brother picking on the big brother because he's such a weenie and shit. He's calling him a bitch, saying he's got a fucking vagina and all this stuff. The best parts with that kid for me, uh, there's a part where the older brother, who's pretty much your typical poetry weenie and shit, you know what I mean? He plays an acoustic guitar and, you know, has, has a, has like feelings journals and shit like that. Little gay. Yeah. But uh, there's a part where you find out that, that the older brother's not actually gay. He's just a weenie because he's looking out the window of the back seat and he makes eye contact with the girl. And, you know, they they staring at each other and making eyes and smiling and shit. And, uh, you know, the music's all sentimental, sentimental and romantic sounding. And then just when you think like, uh, just when it looks like, like, well, fuck, they got to part ways or something. Something's got to happen here to break this staring contest that they're having. You just see a plastic bag come over this boy's head. And it's the little brother sitting next to him who fucking is trying to suffocate him with the plastic bag. It it was actually hilarious, to be honest. It, I, that actually, that, that's all, that's honestly my favorite shit on that movie. That for the most part, it's just your typical vacation hijinks i guess you know what i mean with a little bit more of a disgusting twist there's a part you know they're swimming in some goddamn uh sewage fucking hot springs and shit you know you're pretty much more uh, yeah adultifying your vacation your more favorite vacation type hijinks overall i won't say it was that great you know towards the end you do get uh you do get to see the sea man chevy chase along with beverly d'angelo who Still looks pretty good. I'm not gonna lie. I would hit that. I would hit that hard. I would hit that good. I think the half black in me is like, yeah, chunky white girl. Yeah, I don't care how old she is. I'm doing it. Because <laughs> she's pretty hot. I don't. I don't know. I like that raspy voice and that shit. I don't know. I'm weird. I'm weird.
<clears throat> but then uh, towards the end, they're, they're at Wally World because that was their, you know, intended destination. And they're about to get on a ride and fucking Ron Livingston, who had a nice little part at the beginning, too, as another as like a pilot for another airline. He comes out of nowhere and flashes a goddamn fast pass thing and cuts ahead in line in front of Ed Helms family. And, you know, of course, that's the last, you know, last ride of the day. Park's closing. So Ed Helms gets all pissed off, gets in his face and fucking punches him after Ron Livingston tells him, you know, him and his family can go fuck themselves. So, yeah, you get a fucking get a pretty epic uh, family fight, actually. <laughs> yeah, family on family where you're seeing uh, you see the older brother who at this point has already stood up to the little brother and shit. But, you know, of course, which that part was kind of funny, too, and a little weird. But, uh, you know, fast forward they're they're fighting, family fighting, family, basically. And you see the older brother try to, he throws a scratch. He threw the, just the worst scratch in the world at this girl. And she just looks at him and punches him in the fucking face. <laughs> it was pretty hilarious. Nice little shit. But the, the reason I bring up that family on family fight scene, though, is not only because it's towards the end and shit, but because the, uh, the best part of that fight was how it ended. All, you know, the, you know, you're, you're getting all these slow motion montages of, you know, people's head, people's faces getting slapped. You know, you see the old, you know, and fucking, uh, you know, people getting punched and, you know, heads hitting the ground and all that weird shit. But at some point, all of a sudden, uh, the slow motion starts to, you know, speed up back to normal speed again as the littlest fucking kid. That, that same little boy, bowl cup bitch boy I was talking about. He's, somehow he's got a plastic bag again. And it, that's when it starts back to like real time and shit or, you know, I mean, regular speed is that fucking, uh, the fucking bag goes over Ron Livingston's head and the kid's trying to fucking suffocate him. That's how the fight ends. Cause all of a sudden, you know, the Griswolds are pulling him off, pulling him off of Ron Livingston. Your fucking family's crazy. <laughs> so, overall, Honestly, I would say watch it just because it's a little bit funnier than you're going to expect. But don't watch it with your kids on some nostalgic shit unless your kids are teenagers. Honestly, I'll I'll just say that. But but, uh, yeah, it it, it wasn't bad though overall. eh, It could have been better, could have been worse, I guess. So yes, my favorite part of the show would I get to talk about these sexy ass headphones that are sitting on my head even though you can't see them. You can see them by going to studio.com. That's S-U-D-I-O. And check out the, uh, well, I've got the, the Regent headphones. They're the over-the-ear model that uh, fits so sleekly over you wouldn't even realize you're wearing headphones. And the, the noise cancellation will kind of put you in your own world. And also the the, uh, the Bluetooth factor means that I can, I can pretty much go down YouTube rabbit holes all day walking around my house, you know, leave my phone wherever the fuck I want. Or if I need to plug into something that's ancient and doesn't have goddamn Bluetooth, it's got an aux cord too that came with it. Fucking lovely. 24 hour battery life and a pretty goddamn clear sound. I'd say that makes for a good combo. So yeah, check out studio.com. <laughs> Did I just snap my finger? <laughs> yeah, check out studio.com. And uh, yeah, use the promo code just in time. I, I'm not going to spell it out for you. Just in time. All one word. Just in time. Get 15% off your order.
for a day. All right, thank you, John Freakin Smith, for that always lovely, always funky, gay for a day intro that puts me in the mood for dude. Day for a day. <laughs> so cheesy. I'm I, I'm a fucking idiot. I know. <laughs> I don't care. So uh, without further ado, this week's gay for a day will go to a guy who I just found out was Australian. There we go again. Okay, here before I go into this. I have a question for any UK listeners, Brit- British listeners, anybody like that that might be listening. And I don't mean to generalize. I'm just... Have have you ever been surprised to find out that an actor was American? Because you, you saw one movie where they were putting on some other accent? Because honestly, I never seem to get that. I've never been like, oh, wow, he's American. It's usually the other way around. Like, oh, wow, he's not American. Good job. Holy shit. We just have I, we just have the easiest accent to make fun of or to to imitate, huh? All you gotta do is break down everything. You don't have to. Uh, you don't really have to add anything on there, unless you try to do a southern accent. That's where uh, that's where sometimes that should, you know. Uh, Tom Tom Hardy is actually one of the few that can put on a southern accent or a southern American accent. But uh, either way, either way, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hit me up with a voicemail, you know, what's the number, 951-394-3420. It'll go straight to voicemail, there's no robot voice. Um, yeah, drop us a message, or uh, you, you can actually text that number too. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, or just hit us up on Twitter, at JNT Podcast. Same, oh, it's the same handle on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, yeah, hit us up, let us know if you've had... If you've ever been surprised as a, if you've ever been surprised to find out an actor was American because they were putting on a different accent so well in another movie. Cause I just have, I've never gotten that. Like even, uh, who was it? Even Robert Downey Jr. Though he played a decent Sherlock Holmes, he pretty much just played Iron Man as Sherlock Holmes, but he, you know, even him, you, you, you could hear through the accent. But, uh, like, guys like, uh, Hugh Laurie and shit, Hugh Laurie still, from what I heard, he surprised the people, the producers or whatever of House with his audition. They even thought he was American. So that's how, that's a testament. That's a testament right there. But without further ado, the segment, that's not the segment that we, uh, that John freaking Smith was just playing, playing that funky-ass intro for. This week's one will go to Australian actor Luke Bracey. Bracey. Wow, I just went into almost like lisp mode right there. Holy fuck, I bit my tongue as I was trying to say that. That was weird. But uh, here's another weird question. Um, the, the, I, I googled them real quick, and three pictures. That, the first three pictures that came up, one of them looks exactly like how I pictured he'd look in a suit and shit. But one of them, it looks like a slightly younger one where he's got fucking like uh, almost shoulder length fucking hair. Kind of like uh, like that Vince Papali type shit that Mark Wahlberg was doing. But uh, why are there so many famous Australian actors that have very, very, very similar kind of like beady eyes that are, that you know, they got the bags under them and shit. Like if you take... Okay, the, one of the pictures on here, like I said, the other one's not so much, but one of the pictures on here, he almost looks like almost he looks related to Heath Ledger which makes me say if you took that picture and a certain picture of Heath Ledger and a certain picture of Chris Hemsworth you would get almost the same exact eyes in the fucking picture and shit like it goes with the smile and everything what are y'all doing over there down under 
But anyway, Luke Bracey, I saw the only thing I've actually seen him in, although it lists him in G.I. Joe and shit like that, I actually haven't seen any of the other movies that he's been in, but I saw him on, uh, what was that, Hacksaw Ridge. And actually, I, he, hell, at first I thought that guy would make a pretty good Captain America just based on the action sequences he was pulling off there, but he's Australian. I don't know if that would work over well. Now, oh, fuck it. Come on, dude. But, uh, yeah, we're, we're gonna go ahead and give that to him there. And, uh, I've actually got, uh, you know what, because we're getting so close to our, uh, triumphant trio return, you know, we are getting close. Uh, I, I totally forgot last week to, to let out the battles, or to let out this first, this first battle that we're gonna be returning with. So, I think I should tell you. But first, Hey there, J&T Dagger. This might be a familiar voice to you. Uh, this is Rookie from the J&T Podcast. Just wanting to wish you guys a great day, and hopefully you'll be hearing from me, Corn, and DJ all selectively in a group together again. Day. Until then, you guys enjoy your time, listen to some great old-fashioned J&T Podcast, and be patient. We will be back soon. All right, thank you, Rookie, for finally leaving a voicemail. <laughs> he was like a day late. I had already released the other episode, otherwise him and Corn would have been back-to-back. But still, thank you. The The fact that they both left voicemails means that they're both getting that itch and they're missing, they're missing being behind the mics. And frankly, I'm missing having them to my left and right, respectively. But, uh, yeah. So next week, the, well, I don't know about next week, but when the boys make their return this this should give you at least a week at least a week to you know what i mean if not more to get in you know get in some input and some votes and whatnot all you gotta do is just hit us up on uh oh hit like i said hit up the voicemail that's 951-394-3420 yeah you can even text your vote or whatever like who you vote for yeah and uh yeah, the uh, or hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. They're all three of them are at JNT Podcast. Real simple. Hit us up. Uh, the next battle when the boys do return, which should be in the next couple of weeks, will be between. Like I said, we're gonna keep it a lookalike thing there, and we're gonna you know keep up, try to keep up a theme. Also, before I tell you who, the, <laughs> I'm such a dick when it comes to that stuff I don't know I like to just hold on to it and holster it and see what I can get in before I let it out one more thing just for for future battles too after this next one one thing I want to remind you of is that not just actors musicians not just actors actually are up for battle or review yeah not just movies and TV shit honestly yeah restaurants fucking hell fucking stores anything well anything can be up for review or battle but the next battle let me take a hit of weed first actually (laughs) all right i'm still trying to hold this in while i oh my god it hurts it hurts okay the next battle will be between two famous blonde actresses that have actually been confused 
a few times, more than a few times, and I'm sure others have probably had their their own, you know, battles back and forth between these two, but it wasn't JNT style, so fuck you. What is JNT style? I don't know, but uh, well, if you if you were around for the battles last year and whatnot, uh, maybe if you weren't, I'll refresh your memory. If you were, if you if you were, I'll refresh your memory. If you weren't, I'll let you fill you in here. Our three categories that we do these battles based on to determine our winner are acting, sex appeal, and who would win in a fight. Not always in that order, but those are the three categories. A point each. There's also a fourth category that we need you for, which is listener input. Yes, or hell, you know, that 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 goes in as like the fan vote, I guess. That is a that does count as a point for someone winning on there. So you could actually be the deciding factor in one in this next battle. Yeah. Without further ado, let's explain who these two blondes are. We've got in the red corner. I I don't I don't I don't want to put them. In one corner, <laughs> we've got, uh, fuck, what's her name? Jamie Presley versus her younger lookalike that we've mistaken for, I'm sure people have mistaken a few times, Miss Holly Quinn herself, Margot Robbie. Yes. So, yeah, you've got at least a week, maybe two. Hit us up. Let us know who you want to win. Your vote could affect this battle. If you actually go back and listen to some of our battles last week, last year too, some of those battles I think they were in like the '60s and '70s episode number wise, as they were, I, I used to number them. Um, yeah, those battles could they can go to anybody. Honestly, when we get into once we start lawyering each other too during some of these battles, the deciding you know swaying it's usually Rook and I trying to sway Corn's vote. It, that's usually what happens, but who knows? Who knows? But yes, when the trio triumphantly returns, that will be the battle. I'll let you know right, right, you'll know when it's happening. There will be posts and shit when the three of us are back in a room together to record. That's for goddamn sure. If that bitch next door doesn't shut the fuck up, I'm not going to do anything, but I'm going to get mad. And I'm going to stew over it for a long time. And I'll probably go into the PCEU chat and complain to everybody else and make my neighbor their problem, too. Yeah. Passive-aggressive. But <laughs> Obviously, I've, I've been smoking pretty heavy during this episode, I'm not gonna lie. This is a straight-up wake-and-bake coffee recording episode. And I love it. I love doing that shit. So, uh, yeah. We're gonna go ahead and let this one go. It's been, uh, hell, it's been about 30 or so. It'll actually... Hey, we actually went down quite a rabbit hole this time without really... Hey, the the purpose of the going down the rabbit hole isn't so much the going down. It's being able to climb the fuck back out. And that's what we've done here. We've gone down rabbit holes, but I always found my way back out, right? Dang. Eh, maybe not. I try. I try. So yeah, you know, hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at JNT Podcast. Leave us a voicemail. Hit up johnfreakinsmith.com, head to studio, look down, look down, scroll down, yeah, swipe down, whatever. See that description there? There's links in there. Click them. What you just heard was a podcast in the poop culture. Ha, you thought it was over, didn't you? You thought we were done. You thought this was finished. Not quite yet. I also forgot, I totally forgot to mention that I did a goddamn interview 
a written interview for uh, not so much me personally. It was more just on the behalf of the of the JNT backers in general. But we did a written interview for ListenNotes.com. So uh, yeah, yeah. Again, go down in that description because I I just it saying that link. It's very long and it like includes our fucking or like nicknames and whatnot. So uh, yeah. Just, 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 go, just go down and, and click the link. But uh, yeah, we did an interview for Listen Notes, and uh, you can find out a little bit more about the show and how the show started. It's a good way to get to know us. If you're just, if this is your first episode, go check that out because you don't have to hear me talking either. You can just read. But yeah, go read, go, go read that little little tidbit. There's a link down there. See it? Yeah, there's a little, there's a little link down there. Go check it out. Hit us up on social media. Hit up the voicemail. You know what to do. But yeah, shout out to everybody at the PCEU, everybody at Potter and Family. You know, you, you know who, you've heard fucking voicemails from some of the motherfuckers that we, that these shout outs are going to, goddammit. So yeah, I'm gonna just move on out. I'm, or, <laughs> yeah, let's, let's put this one to a close, yeah? Uh, I think I'm running on, yeah. just heard was a podcast in the poop culture extended universe for more great podcasts make your way to www.poopculture.com